The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. Church, I hope you are doing well, and I hope you had a great Christmas Eve and Christmas. Um, We're here right now at the finish line of 2020 and the starting line of 2021. And I'm reminded that um, this time last year, as we came into 2020, we had no idea what was lying for, for us. We had no idea what was coming, how much of a historic year it was going to be. And um, in the same way, I'm, I'm also reminded that here today, uh, we don't, we still don't know what lies ahead as we think of 2021. Um, I'm also reminded, though, that our God does, that our God is sovereign, that he is in control, that he is not caught by surprise in any of the things that we have faced, and he knows what is ahead. And, and so I'm reminded that even though we don't know what lies ahead that our God does and we can rest in him, that he is in control. And um, control just so happens to be what I'd love for us to spend um, some time working through uh, together this morning. Um, this week, uh, each year, this week is a bit of an odd week. It, it falls in between our Christmas and time in Advent and the new year. And so we have this kind of week in between. This year, we, we finished off Advent with Christmas Eve, and then next week, we start into Romans together, which I cannot wait. It was getting so good, and uh, we're coming right back into it in, in chapter 7 of Romans. Um, but what we're left with is this week kind of in between, and um, what happens this week, and, and one of the things I really enjoy about this is I get this opportunity to just kind of share just on a, on a personal level of what God's been doing in me. And um, in years past, talked about, you know, things like Sabbath and mission, community, um, and just kind of sharing what God is doing in me personally. And I get that privilege today um, as we look at God's word um, together. And um, I will say this one's going to be a tough one for me, um, but um, God's been working. And so today, I want to talk about control. So if you're a control freak, don't click off of this yet. Um, Hang with me. Uh, It hurts a bit before it gets better, trust me. Um, But I'd love to just share what God's been doing. So if you have your Bibles with you, would you grab them? And would you open with me to the book of Proverbs? Proverbs. Proverbs, while you're finding your place there, is a, a book of wisdom. It's a, it's a practical book. It's been said that this is a book that you can live by, and that's certainly, that's certainly true. We're going to be in Proverbs 21 today, and, and here's the reality that we see here, that we are going to be talking through um, together. One of the greatest and most needed life skills that we can have and that we can practice is the life skill of distinguishing between two things. Um, On the one hand, the things that we can control, the things that are in our control, the things that are ours to control, and on the other, the things that are not in ours, not ours to control, not on our plate. 
distinguishing between these two things, distinguishing between what is in my control, what is my responsibility, what is, is on my shoulders and plate, and on the other hand, what is not. What is not mine to, my responsibility, not, what is not mine to, to worry uh, about. Distinguishing between these two things is, is a life skill we all need, and it's something we all need to kind of be constantly um, developing. And, because here's, here's two things that might happen if we fail to, to do this well. Um, on the one hand, we can, we can kind of um, take on everything and, and just truly step into the control freak nature that we might have and just kind of take on everything. We stress and we fear and we're anxious about everything and even the things that are not ours, that, are, that we can't control, that we can't even um, make any difference on. We fear these things. We, we're anxious on these things. And why is that? It's because we failed to distinguish what's ours to control and what's what's not. And so one of the temptations that we might have is just to try to control everything. On the other hand, though, the other if you swing the pendulum to the other side here, you we might also be tempted to just say, hey, you know, God's got this. You know, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to take responsibility for anything. It's like, you know what? Um, you know, since God's got this, I just who cares? Who cares? Why show up? We can swing the pendulum too far. And what, why is that? It's because we fail to distinguish the things that are not ours to control and the things that are ours to take responsibility for. Um, and when we fail to do this, we get ourselves into, into a lot of trouble. It's such an important um, life skill. And, um, you know, as we turn to, to Scripture, before we turn to Scripture, I want to I share something with you. Um, this is a, a prayer that beautifully um, states this, just expresses it so beautifully. And it, it's, a, it's a prayer that's often called the serenity prayer. It's by um, Reinald Niebuhr. And um, it's a prayer that I've had in my office for, for, for years. But let me, let me read this to you. It says this, God, give me grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Church, that's beautifully stated, um, and and that comes from a brother who is wrestling with control, just like me, and maybe just like you. We're going to come back to it later, but before we do, I'd like to to ask if you would if you would look with me at our text this morning. Uh, this is is Proverbs 21 uh, 31. Listen to this church. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Let me read it again. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. The horse being made ready for the battle is Church, that's our part. That's what's, that's what's in our control. That's our responsibility. That's what is up to us. A horse is made ready for battle. We prepare the horse. We prepare ourselves. This is the part that is up to us. Notice this text does not say, hey, since the battle belongs to the Lord, who cares about the horse? Who cares about preparations? Who cares about, you know, why even show up? The battle belongs to the Lord. It does not say that, does it, church? 
It does not say that. The battle, it doesn't say the battle belongs to the Lord, so who cares? No, it does not say that. This, this um, Proverbs is so practical. It is so practical, practical. And this proverb starts off in the practical. If you're going to a battle, prepare for it. Prepare for it. Do the things that are in your control to do. Prepare your horse. Um, I'm a dad, and uh, I think one of the most real examples that came to my mind as I think through this scripture is parenting. Um, Because my kids, ultimately, they're not mine to control. Um, They're going to be who they are. They're not mine to control. Every parent knows this, especially as our kids get older. That only gets, gets, gets more real. Um, but they're not, ultimately, they're not mine to control. Um, the battle belongs to the Lord, amen, with our kids. Uh, yet, at the same time, we also are called as parents to prepare the horse for the day of battle. We are called to do what is ours to, I'm, a, as a dad, am called, uh, given certain responsibilities with my kids to prepare the horse for the day of battle, to prepare them for what lies ahead, not because I can control who they will be or the outcome, I can't, um, but because those are the things that are given to me to do. As a dad, as a parent, that's how I prepare the horse. And and I think it's not also, it's not just about parenting. I think about even our careers. I mean, um, you can't control the future. You can't control the market. You can't control the battle. I mean, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that. Um, You can't control these things. The battle belongs to the Lord. But you know what? You know what you can control? Preparing the horse for that day. Um, You can control preparing yourself. You can do the things that are yours to do and the things that God has given to you to do. You can do the things that are in your control. And church, this applies to so much of life. It can it applies to all of life, because the Christian life is not just, is not the life that just says, "Hey, because God's in control, who cares?" You know, throw our hands up. Who cares? Um, the Christian life is also not the other end of the spectrum where we just control everything and we're fear and anxious about everything. That's not the Christian life e- either. Um, the Christian life is the life that distinguishes between the two. And, and the Christian life is, is, the, is the life that realizes that we're called to do certain things, but we're also called to trust the Lord for the battle. That's the Christian life. I'm, I'm also reminded before we move on about the, this battle language here in this proverb. Reminds me about the battle language that Paul uses in the New Testament when it talks about our spiritual battle. I'm reminded where our battle is not flesh and blood. If you remember that text... Uh, but our battle is a truly spiritual battle. And, and then Paul puts before us, uh, if you remember in Ephesians, the, the armor of God, if you remember that text. And, and what, I, what I love about this text is he talks about the armor we need to have in order to be about the spiritual battle. And what does he say? He says, put it on. Put it on. Put on the armor of God. Knowing, yes, the battle belongs to the Lord. Knowing, yes, victory is ultimately in Jesus. Knowing all of that, Paul still says, put on the armor. Prepare the horse for the day of the battle. Knowing the Lord 
The battle belongs to the Lord. Put on the armor. One of my fears is that we are far too passive. That we are far too passive when it comes to the the spiritual war that we're engaged into. Yes, we trust that the battle belongs to the Lord, but as scripture calls us to, we also prepare ourselves. We put on the the armor um, of God. We prepare the horse for the day of battle, knowing that the battle belongs to the Lord. And you know what's the craziest thing? is when we focus on the things that are ours to focus on, and only those things, um, our trust in the Lord, our our dependence on the Lord only grows uh, in those times. As we put down the anxiety, our our trust in, in the Lord only grows. It leads us to trust our God all the more, not the less, um, as, we, as we are truly dependent. Um, and in this, by the way, we echo the serenity prayer again, the courage to change the things that should be changed. What's he praying for here? In other words, God, show me what's mine. And let me take it and prepare the horse for battle. But if you notice in our in our verse, it doesn't end there. It can't end there because if it did end there, it would be this kind of do-it-yourself kind of thing. It's not just prepare the horse uh, for the day of battle as though everything is up to, to you. If you. If we read our text again, it says, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Notice it does not say, get the horse ready for battle because ultimately that victory is going to be on you. (laughs) Notice it does not say that, hey, prepare the horse for battle so that you can crush them. That doesn't say, uh, it doesn't say that. No, there is a there is another very important side here because we prepare the horse for battle. We do all the things that we are called to do, knowing and understanding all the time that that battle belongs to the Lord, that the battle we face is ultimately out of our control, not ours to control. And the outcomes are out of our hands. And... Um, Understanding and knowing this truth that the battle we face is in his control. This is huge. This is this is huge. We are, let me put it this way, we are not passive in preparing for battle. And at the same time, the Lord is not passive in the battle. We're not called to be passive in preparing for the battle, and the Lord is not passive in the battle, I'll go back to our example of parenting. Um, I can do all that I can do to disciple my boys. I can pour into them, love them, lead them to Jesus every chance that I get. But guess what? Guess what? The battle belongs to the Lord. The Lord is in control of the outcomes. Your career. Let's think about this. You can get all the right education You can have all the right opportunities, but guess what? That battle, church, belongs to the Lord. Belongs to the Lord. The Lord is in control. And this is not meant to make us anxious, by the way. The exact opposite of this. Exact opposite. What understanding this is going to help us to do is to fear less and to actually faithfully steward what is ours. While giving God taking a deep breath and then giving God all of the rest. Uh, uh, Understanding this will help us choose responsibility over fear. 
Um, just for easy math here, I, I don't think we realize how little, by the way, is actually in our control. For, so for easy math, let's just say that out of all the things of life, all of life, let's just say that 5% is in your control. It's probably super generous, but this is easy math. Out of, you know, all of life, 5% is actually in your hands, in your control. Um, what do you and I, what do we do with the remaining, the remaining 95%? What do we do with it? Well, either we're going to give ourselves over to anxiety and fear um, about all of that 95% and give ourselves over to the things that are not ours to control, or as followers of Jesus, you can give yourself Give your trust to the Lord in these in this 95%. Trust that the victory, trust that the battle belongs to him. The path to peace is found when we are able to give God the things that are his. To give him the 95, to, to do what the Lord has given us to do and to trust him with the rest. The horse is made ready for the day of battle. But the victory belongs to the Lord. Church, I I, um, I keep a journal I, I have for the past several years. And um, on at least one out of every three pages of my journal over the past month, I um, I have written this, this simple question is, what is mine and what is God's? What is mine and, and what is God's? And in my own way, I'm kind of echoing that prayer that we that we read earlier. Um, and listen, as we're coming into 2021, there are so many things, there's so many things that are most likely kind of filling our minds. Like, what is it going to look like? What's going to be like? What's going to happen in my life? What's going to happen to our world? What's going to happen to the nation? There's all these what ifs and questions and um, there's so much. But listen, I want to I want to invite you to join me in asking that question. As we approach today, tomorrow, 2021, here's the question. What is mine and what is God's? What is mine and what is God's? For the things that are mine, that 5%, for the things that are mine, what does faithfulness look like to those things? And for all the rest, the 95%, we trust and we rest in our God. What is mine and, and what is God's? Um, and I'd like to close with, with the prayer. And um, up to this point, I've only, I only read a portion of it. But what I'd like to do is as we close our time, I'd like to read the whole prayer. And I'd like to actually pray the whole prayer together. Um, and so would you pray with me? God, give me grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things which should be changed. And the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Taking as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will. 
so that I may be reasonably happy in this life, but supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen.